This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. What was that moment like for all y'all? I was screaming, for sure. Hannah? Same. Uh, relieved, also. Marsh? Spit out what was left of my fingernails. <laughs> uh, so what is this? Three out of the last four years? Kansas City. Going to the Super Bowl again. Incredible win last night. Eight seconds on the clock. Kicking the field goal. Did not want to go into overtime. How's uh, worth your reaction? It, it's just uh, you know it's an amazing thing to to see that. Obviously, there was a, a key late hit out of bounds that that played a big that role, helped. and it did. I mean, it gives your kicker more confidence. A uh, big mistake on the part of the uh, defensive player to do that. But um, uh, Andy, Re- I think it goes to show you Andy Reid. I mean, he was basically fired and let go at Philadelphia. And a lot of people thought that he, you know, his career, it's, some thought it was over. Of course, he used to be an assistant here, here in Columbia. I mean, he was a Mizzou Tiger assistant yep. coach. And look at what he's done. People think thought his career was over. Some did. And uh, what he's done there is really amazing. And it started with getting Mahomes from Texas Tech. That was that was the key. Did you, uh, whenever uh, Butker kicked, pushed that field goal across, did you throw your plate of wings up in the, how did you react? Uh, I was actually listening on on uh, the radio. I, I prefer the radio version, um, but yeah, I was. It was it was pretty amazing. Um, just a bit hats off to the Bengals. There, the, I think that mayor, his comments probably were. Uh, he, the, I'm sure the team probably thought the mayor shouldn't have said what he did because that, <laughs> that really seemed to upset the Chiefs players. Do you think it's going to go down as like a jinx now? Like, please, mayor, don't do that in the future because you <laughs> jinxed us. Uh, It made for a great moment on the field following the game. So in case you hadn't been following the shenanigans, Cincinnati mayor, his name is Aftab Purifal, and he uh, he roasted, I'll tell you what he had to say about our boy Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) It's actually uh, pretty fun. More points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pierval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. Uh, Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he's right about the uh, Kansas City uh, thing. And didn't, didn't Josh Hawley get in on some fun on Twitter regarding uh, the Chiefs? He said, hey, uh, J.D. Vance, let's take a bet or something. I'll treat you to some, was it Joe's Barbecue? I can't remember the name, but uh, Stephen Weber. It, I think you're right. Stephen Weber uh, really... Uh, <laughs> former state representative said this should have been a slam dunk that it was a 
barbecue place over, I believe, Lenexa, Kansas. I, I honestly haven't heard of the place, but I think um, it's Overland Park. Oh, Overland yeah, it's, Park. it's one of the up and comers. It used to be Oklahoma Joe's. Now it's just Joe's. Joe's, okay. Used to be Oklahoma Joe's. Either way, it's not in Missouri. It doesn't have any locations in Missouri. It's all right. The whole Kansas City thing, that got kind of nailed Trump a couple of years ago, too, didn't he? After the Chiefs beat San Francisco. Uh, The the whole location of the Kansas City thing got got President Trump. And technically, the city is, you could argue, there's a Kansas City in in both communities as well. So it it can be confusing. Um, But... uh, you know, Senator Hawley's thing, I think, notwithstanding, <laughs> that was kind of interesting. The the fact that they're going to go to another Super Bowl is a big deal. And to have national coverage on on CBS was uh, was was pretty impressive. And for something good, because Missouri, we know the whole state got coverage last week and it was not positive <laughs> at all. So this, true. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty cool. By the way, uh, a couple of people had asked. I went to a Columbia Pachyderm event the other day and I don't know. Uh, I've asked a couple of times for confirmation, but mm-hmm. somebody had, more than one person sure. has said that they believe that State Senator Caleb Rowden had indeed met with the superintendent of the Columbia Public School District. Uh, I've texted Caleb Rowden twice. I've not been able to get confirmation on whether or not they did have that meeting. Yeah, same with me. Uh, and, and it could be something that it's possible they didn't meet, um, but we are, we're waiting to hear back from the senator when he's ready. And it, and it could be that they're waiting for something else. I, I don't know, but we have not, uh, we know that that uh, we'll hear from him. We do know one thing. The governor and Dr. Yearwood have no plans right now to meet, and that's primarily from the governor. Yearwood did actually um, reach out and issue an open invitation. By the way, on our website, kws.com and 939theeagle.com, I found a picture in my file, and I've got it on there. Yearwood and Parson did meet at the special session at the press conference, not only met, talked, and, and I use that photo because a lot of people think they've never spoken. Yes, they have. Um, and it's 939theeagle.com, kws.com. Now, they were talking about the special session that day in August, and the person who introduced the governor that day, the mayor of Columbia, Barbara Buffalo, who the governor criticized recently as well for that. Uh, she was in, she supported the special session call because of the urban farming issue. So they, they've met before, albeit, and I was standing right there because I was waiting for him to get done so I could do an interview. I, probably it was about a 90-second conversation. But but they've met. Take a look at our site. You can see what I'm referring to. By the way, the school districts, uh, what was some of the initial response following uh, what they did a couple of weeks ago? It was uh, only two parents complained. One of the parents uh, Facebooked me uh, asking, and she says, I'm, I think I am one of the two parents that they're saying uh, complain because nobody complains to the school district anymore because they don't communicate with parents. And she sent me a copy of the uh, email response. Dr. Yearwood refuses to meet with her. And so I said, I said, well, let me make sure I have this straight. You're one of the school district who is lying and misleading you when they say, well, only two parents have complained. You're one of the two that's complained, and this you're sending me this email response. He won't talk to you, and he says we're not going to meet. He says because uh, in the past, because of our past dealings, we're not going to meet. So that's a parent well, complaining, and now the day we got two phone calls the morning after on our show. Well, and see, there's something about that, and again, that's what the parent is saying. But but if you go back to the original release from CPS. 
they make it very clear in there that Dr. Yearwood is working and listening to those two parents to hear their concerns. That is, that is in there. That is in the press release. Yeah, and yeah. I've reported that. So, so we'll see. Now, again, um, there we know there are other parents that complain. Apparently, they complained to Senator Rowden and to the governor, though. 874 uh, All right, back to the uh, back to the Chiefs and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And by the way, we were not picked to win. I think uh, the odds on favor going into the games yesterday, Cincinnati Bengals. So if I could get online and do some sports wagering. Which but is you can. illegal in but, Missouri but currently. I, I, it's illegal, uh, but I could probably do it anyway. Maybe this is the push they need. If they throw an emergency clause on it and pass sports betting, could we all bet on the, you know? That's what I'm, maybe like, this is what they need. Right now. Let's and, go. And I don't know. <laughs> Executive order by the governor, like the like the Boonville propane plant. I don't think, yeah. And I don't know how it works, but is there benefit if, if right now, if we could do sports betting on our on our Kansas City Chiefs is there money available for does that help Missouri if it's if the gambling is legal well it does eventually they can't get it going before this i mean it's highly regulated there'd have to be you know but that's what i'm saying like on. let's say today sports gambling what would be happening this morning if sports gambling in missouri were legal yeah people could place bets and then depending like there's depending on what proposal passes typically there's um you know a tax benefit to the state uh from sports betting it's not a huge uh because of the way sports betting works it's not a huge money maker but you know if you go and uh on the house or senate website look at the bills there's a um in past years i don't think they've prepared the fiscal notes yet for this year but you know the state has estimated here's how much money we think would come in from sports betting so, eagles two and a half point favorites at about ten thirty last night Two and a half points fa- favorites. See, I don't even know how. This is how ignorant I am to gamble. I don't know what that means. Two and a half because you can't score two and a half points in football, John. <laughs> I I don't know how. I, I'm serious. You can't against the Chiefs. That's for sure. <laughs> These guys never lose. It doesn't look like that's going to come up though this week because uh, what we're hearing is those initiative petition reforms that have been heard in the hearing are going to make their way to the House. Off floor, we think this week, and those initiative petition reforms basically seeking to tightening up the process and how we get those things on the ballots regarded. Because right now, it's simple. For example, if we do vote on something, it's simple majority. And I mean, don't I mean? Let's back up for a second. It's not an easy thing to get something qualified for the ballot. Many, many, many people have failed um, the current system, so not an easy thing. But there's some uh, urban and rural divides when it comes to initiatives. So a couple of the proposals, yeah, the vote at the by the voters would have to be higher. A couple of people, I think, want to raise the uh, number of signatures. And not only right now you can collect in six of eight congressional districts, and they're saying, hey, you don't even have to come to my district to get this on the ballot. So some people are saying you should have to collect in all eight. Other people are saying not only maybe the vote should be a simple majority. I think that's one of the proposals. You can still, it's a simple majority, but also you have to get a simple majority in every county. And so not just the cities can vote this in or not just the rural areas can vote this in. You have to have a simple majority in every location. And so you see a little bit of that. Less, you know, and when we talk about cities versus rural, it does a lot of times break down D versus R. But really it's about, you know, is my area, you know, being represented or or am I going to get this policy that, you know, people not from my area they never got a chance to either sign the petition or really they didn't vote for it. And I still am stuck with it. And I think people want to prevent that. Um, but making, I mean, 
The legislature hasn't been getting a whole lot done lately. And the initiative was a power reserved to the people initially um, in the state constitution. And that's what they decided. So uh, ultimately, though, I mean, what people need to know is it will ultimately be the citizens' decision whether or not they want to amend their own initiative process. And so what people are saying is, you know, all those initiatives that are out there right now, this reform wouldn't affect how we do initiatives in 2024 because we would have to vote on those changes in 2024 and then they would come into effect in 2020, well, 2026. So, or I think that's, yeah. A lot anyway, of numbers. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. We still, because initi- the initiative process for the most part is in the constitution, likely the voters would vote on the initiative petition reforms and then Although the legislature, I guess, could make some changes. We'll see. Uh, for example, this uh, legalized uh, weed, one of the, it, was not the, it was a majority, not that big of a majority. Uh, I think Houseworth has detailed, basically, it was the St. Louis area, Kansas City area that put that, uh, that, put that over. And then changing it from a majority up to like 60%, 60% uh, majority requirement for amendments. Proposed by. And and so yeah, if we go to sixty percent, you know we don't we don't have legalized weed, we don't have Medicaid expansion. I mean, most of the initiatives that have passed recently have not hit that threshold. All right, Travis Kelsey pays off the <laughs> troll. He pays back the uh, Cincinnati mayor after he said that Joe Burrows should get DNA tested to see if he is indeed Patrick Mahomes' daddy. Travis Kelsey following the game last night. You gotta fight for your right. And that was after, that was after going on, I, I, I love this, he's on, on the TV chatting with the CBS reporter. I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. And Hannah, we got the official, the official definition of a jabroni. This morning, is, uh, the official definition is basically somebody's a moron. Yeah, a foolish or contemptible person. F- foolish or contemptible person. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 27 time for the Morning Bell. Business news with a little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. Earlier, Brandon, you were talking about how Lowe's is using RFID chips or some sort of new technology that, and also the blockchain, which typically when we talk about the blockchain, it's only used for like nefarious things in crypto and whatever else. And I'm like, is this thing ever going to be useful? Possibly. So it's all tracked in the, in the blockchain. Uh, is it the blockchain? I think that's right. Or am I saying like the Twitter, the internet? Okay. Whatever. It's in the blockchain. And as you were getting your power tools or whatever else, um, you wouldn't be able to walk out with it. It wouldn't work unless you checked it out and they cleared it in the blockchain that it had actually been paid for. Um, but, uh, you know, so I think companies are investing so much money and you're thinking you're probably paying for that on the back end, right? You're going to end up paying for that. And companies, you know, our, our private sector is investing so much money to try to prevent all of this theft when maybe if we just like actually enforced our own laws and prosecuted people for doing bad things, they wouldn't have to do that, you would think. But uh, people are getting really frustrated and a video did go viral um, over the holiday shopping season. And I can just see this at the Columbia Target um, because the parking lot is like so vast and it's like because it's on the mall and you can you can really park a long way away well target got really frustrated that um folks were stealing their shopping carts oh. 
And apparently, according to one report, two million shopping carts are stolen each year. It costs retailers $800 million. Um, and so Target has somehow geofenced their carts. And if you get like too far outside the circle, the wheels just lock up. And have you seen this? Have you been anywhere with that? No, but again, I, I think a better, instead of making the wheels lock up, what if you take the cart too far and then it, it's like a dog shot collar? <laughs> well, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. At the same time, not put any, any of our debt in jeopardy at the same time. Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, with a preview of his speech. He's going to be meeting with President Joe coming up on Wednesday. Uh, I... I hope it will go as calmly as he's making it sound that it could potentially go there. Oh, we're going to sit down. We'd like to sit down together and, you know, talk. I don't think it's going to go that way. But what do I know? Sitting here in mid-Missouri. Welcome into the show. It is uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 93.9 The Eagle 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. What was the highlight of your weekend? Oh, my gosh. That's so hard. Chiefs Eagle Show. Yeah, so uh, I watched the Mizzou game. That was really great. And the Chiefs was really great. But yeah, it was Eagle Days at the Runge Nature Center. There were so many people. It, the cars were backed up on both sides of 179. Um, but yeah, we went into the show. They um, had a live uh, a bald eagle from the Springfield Zoo and a golden <laughs> eagle. Not a dead eagle. Sorry, can't already <laughs> laughing. Yes. <laughs> but like a real eagle. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And they do say like, you know, even though eagles, you know, they were, there's so many more now and you see them a lot, especially up here near water. Um, but it's rare for them to be in captivity like that. And so, but they do, they showed them off and they were so beautiful. They're so plentiful in Alaska. They call them chicken dumpsters <laughs> or dumpster chickens, maybe because they're like, they're like crows. Like if there's a dumpster out in the alley, mm-hmm. there's bald eagles circling around that thing. I was just giggling because this is the first time I've heard Stephanie talk about a bird and not say that she hates birds. <laughs> I make an exception for eagles, but I, you're right. I don't like birds, but I will go to Eagles Days. I think they did five presentations. The auditorium holds 200 people and it was packed they had to keep people out um in the show that i went to and so just a great event um and you know that the state does and that runge does and that springfield comes up and does um it was really nice and it was a beautiful day so there are a lot of people also out enjoying the trails out there so a fun day also is that from the movie The Birds, or is that no? That's from the event this the event, weekend okay. at the Nature I Center. Have the, I have the eagle. Uh, I have the sound of the eagle. I think I sent it to you. It's it from the movie Birds. Not very pleasant. How uh, ironic for Department of Conservation <laughs> to pick this past weekend for Eagle Days. That's a well good point. Mm-hmm. And and they did. Uh, to, they promoted it uh, quite a bit. I thought they were going to do another one up off the 179 access, so I was a little unclear on the press advisor. It sounds like they were going to do a lot at the Runge Center, but they that did have a, pretty amazing. They gave you a map to a sec- second spot that had volunteers yeah. near an eagle nest where you were supposed to be able to see eagles in the wild. Wow. Can we I did also, not make it there. Can we also just take a second to uh, say thank you to our founding fathers for deciding... To make the bald eagle our national bird instead of the turkey? No thanks to Ben Franklin, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was option A, wasn't it? The the turkey was going to be our national, our national. There bird. were a lot of good nuggets of trivia at the eagle presentation, and that was one. Also, the women eagles are much bigger than the male eagles, which I didn't know. Didn't um, know that either. Yeah. No. Uh, Howlsworth highlight of your weekend. Got to play a little golf Saturday. Very Ooh. rare. It's good to get out. I don't care how I play. It's all about fighting diabetes and trying to stay healthy. So, And I played okay. Need to work on my putting. 
but uh, it was good to get out. Well, good. I'm glad you had yeah. a good time. What about you, producer Hannah? I can't just pick one highlight. I'm going to be that person. <laughs> On Saturday, I got to like see my wedding dress. My wedding dress came oh, very in. Very nice. Yes. So I got to try it on, and that was really fun. And then yesterday, it was my sister-in-law's baby shower. Mm. So I got to look at a bunch of cute little baby stuff. And I'm really excited for my niece to be here in March. Well, how about that? What about you, Marsh? Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the Chiefs. Other than snoozing through the Chiefs game, Brandon... What was your highlight? <laughs> uh, oh, got to have, oh, I went to uh, I went by my old high school in St. Louis because I was downtown for an RV show over the weekend. Had dinner with my dad on Friday. Place in St. Louis, been wanting to take him for years. Uh, finally, got to take him uh, take him there in a uh, big RV show. Wait, are you gonna purchase an RV? I'm gonna live in. I'm gonna be. I wanna be that Chris Farley character from uh, <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. Down by the river. I'm live in a van. Down it's actually very trendy right now to live in a van. Also, you need to buy a lottery ticket because those things like have more TVs in them than my house, and they're just I, they're insane. When I lived in Idaho, I had two travel trailers at the same time because we used one to travel and one we parked up in the mountains by where we lived and. I was shocked at the prices of right. where they are now. And how nice they incredible. are. Yeah, they're nice. They've been, they're beautiful. But they even had uh, some, they're building offices inside of them because it's not very, like they're building offices and wow. some of these things because it has been a popular thing. Mm-hmm. When people, a lot, one of a good portion of the working America said, hey, I don't necessarily have to go to an office and do this. Uh, I can uh, do it from anywhere. That's great. And those RV shows are popular in St. Louis. The boat shows, too. So was that down at Cervantes? Yeah, yeah. I was down at uh, America Center. And it was yep. funny because I was sending pictures to my kid because you're standing on the football field where the Rams used yeah. to play. And I said, hey, remember, we used to go to games here. That's One awesome. of my other highlights of the weekend was listening to more doctors start to backtrack on the whole thing as it relates to COVID and the vaccine. This is Dr. Uh, Bhattacharya. Talking about the CDC overstating the effects. So we've had Dr. Lena Wynn, who has said, listen, we severely, we incredibly overcounted the number of COVID deaths because we kept saying these are the people that died with COVID, not dying of COVID. Dr. Batakaria saying the CDC overstated the effectiveness of the vaccine. He's saying this on Fox. The uh, CDC pushed the vaccines beyond what they actually can do. It's, I mean, I, I kind of take a middle position on this, Dan. I, I, I think that the vaccines for older people actually were on net a good thing. They reduced the risk of mortality from COVID in a group that really needed that risk reduced. So he's saying, uh, but for younger people, yeah, it really does nothing. And this, we've seen a whole, we've seen a whole bunch of activity as it relates to this stuff over the past couple of weeks. CDC recommending, hey, we're going to do these just like the flu shots, even though we've spent three years trying to say this is nothing like the flu. Uh, we're learning it is like the flu. We're going to do uh, vaccines just like we do the flu vaccines. And this, after we uncovered this last week, when we played the audio, and I think it's worth playing here again, Fauci. Uh, years ago, as it relates to the vaccine, this is we best we can tell, best Marsh and I could figure, because we couldn't find anything definitive. This would have been late 80s, maybe early 90s, and they were talking about a vaccine for AIDS. Dr. Fauci, I am science Fauci. At the time, uh, he was concerned about bringing bringing these vaccines onto the market too soon. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine. 
then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to uh, 500 people. And then a year goes by and everything's fine. You say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? Really? You're going to do that to us on a Monday? That that clip makes me feel sick to my stomach and worried about people in my life. We've had him around for 40 years. Oh. Yeah. And that is frightening because remember back then, well, we don't want to put this vaccine out too soon. And then we give it to these people. And then all of a sudden, 12 years, we're going, oh, crap. Wasn't that one of the biggest concerns that we'd had when they rushed this vaccine onto the market? We're like, hey, you're putting it out there awfully fast, man. I'm nervous about putting this in my body. I'm even more nervous that you're about dang near making me, almost dang near making me put it in my body when you have science himself Fauci saying years ago, I don't know if we want to put these vaccines out there that far. And didn't the, and I, we hate to play the I told you so game, but we were talking about, uh, the, and now as we go whole full bore on what the government did during the government pandemic that started in 2020, uh, the PPP loans. Remember? Oh, and we yeah. were worried about, well, there's going to be some incredible fraud. You're making it too easy. You're rushing this thing out. Uh, John Marsh, you were on this story last week. A guy in, uh, I think, in Camden, Missouri. A guy in Springfield. My goodness. Yeah, a restaurant owner in Springfield apparently went crazy with his PPP money. Uh, IRS agents last week seized a yacht luxury cars, thousands of dollars worth of jewelry, and a 100-year-old Ty Cobb baseball card. Um, again, this is a guy who owns restaurants. Apparently, he applied for like 12 different PPP loans, took all the money, and uh, let's see, what did he buy? A Lexus, Ford Transit vans, a Rubicon, Cadillac, an Outback. So, you know, all my all those tax dollars I paid last year and Biden gave them out in PPP loans, apparently, you know, this guy's living... Living large. <laughs> and these are people that got caught. I'm the, what about yeah. all the people that didn't get caught? Oh, I think there are folks out here who are reading. and Because I think that's what it was, was, oh, you're never going to get caught. They're, they, it's a forgivable loan. You're going to just get take the money. It's free money. And I think a lot of people got told that. Um, and I'm hoping they see this article, and I'm hoping it's causing some people some heartache. Oh. I, huh. Hey, maybe it's like uh, all it's like the all the ex uh, the exes, the ex presidents and ex vice presidents going, oh, maybe I should be looking around for uh, for some documents and stuff. Same thing with maybe a good portion of these people that took these loans going, man, I better make sure my paperwork was tight on that because people are getting busted for 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 for. Uh, committing fraud really against not just the government but against taxpayers. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't need the money, you know, this was this was to help people, and and you know, again, we're going to pay, be paying for generations and generations. And this guy owned restaurants, presumably was in a category of folks who actually needed help. And I assume there are some people out there who didn't get the help that they needed. Yet this guy is out there buying. All sorts of cars. I don't think he's the only one. I hope they go after every single one of these people. And that PP uh, and the the COVID money that local municipalities are sitting on. Uh, I still they want to build homeless shelters and stuff like that. Give it to the business owners uh, that got screwed because of government regulations during the 
government pandemic coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy. All right, leftover, some of the things we didn't get a chance to get to during the show, so we all have little dorm room-sized college kind of little refrigerators. We open up and pull out the leftovers, and not that this dude would be labeled as leftovers, but I do want to bring in real quick Lyle uh, Rossberg, Lion's Bean Dinner. Coming up in Jefferson City. Lyle, welcome into the show. Uh, what's the details on the big show, big event you guys are doing? Well, I certainly appreciate you having us on. I don't, uh, I don't have the swagger of Billy Long, but uh, don't have any good marriage <laughs> advice. And but I do know good toilet paper and good cheese. <laughs> but I really know is ham, bean, and chili. And on Wednesday, um, February first, so just a two days from now, we'll be having our sixty seventh annual Jefferson City Host Lions Club ham, bean, and chili event at St. Peter's Church in St. P- in uh, in Jeff City, right across from the Capitol. And we hope people enjoy themselves getting a box lunch of ham, bean, and chili, or ham, bean, or chili. And uh, we take care of you with big servings. You probably will have some leftovers at the end of the day. Talk to us about uh, you guys no longer do the dine-in family-style thing. It's kind of a logistics thing, right? It right, is Lyle? somewhat. A couple of years, it, it, you know, for a long time, it was a dine-in family-style. And then our servings really kind of moved into a carry-out type thing. And even three years ago, it was 60% carry-out and 40% in, dining-in. And then COVID hit. And so we switched to, we were lucky, we were just right at the, we finished one COVID and started the next one. And we were able to do the box lunch thing, and everybody got to carry their food out, and everybody seemed to be very happy with that. And we found out it took less manpower, because we're struggling with with getting helpers as well. Less manpower, and uh, ultimately, people were very pleased with it. And uh, especially when it's a snow snowy or a cold day, like it's going to be on uh, cold on Wednesday, just drive right through. We'll take care of the cold part. You stay in your car. We'll give you a box, and you go and have a great meal. Jefferson City Host Lions have been so busy in mid-Missouri helping with so many different, uh, gosh, everything from sports to eyesight and all. Maybe get some of the big big things in your fundraiser goes to fund. Absolutely. Well, first of all, all of the funds from our fundraiser go right back to the community. We don't have any overhead fees come out of our fundraiser. We pay for those with our own dues. But so many uh, service clubs are struggling with members and struggling to do uh, the things that need to be done in the community. And we're we're trying to continue those. We were the predecessor to the Parks Board. We've got a lot of things that we've committed from a, the Parks perspective, the Salvation Army. We give money to the Special Olympics, court-appointed special advocates, all that sort of thing. But our big push is what Lions is, is started with was um, being vision. Be, what um, Helen Keller challenged us in 1925 to be Knights of the Blind, and that's what we do. We, we collect eyeglasses, we sort eyeglasses, we turn around, and, and uh, we do eye screenings on kids, and it's very, very important for us to do that. If you can't see, it's really tough to get through life these days. Talk to us about so many times you'd have big groups like the guys at the Drewing Collision Center and all, and they'd want to come in. How do you how do you work that now? Oh, absolutely. We'll take pre-orders, and so we know from Drewing's perspective how many they're going to pick up or how many we're going to deliver to them. If you got a big, big order, we'll take care of deliveries. But generally, people will drive through, and we'll be set up, and we'll know how many they're going to how many boxes they need of which kind, and they'll go back and they have a meal together. And that's what really it's all about. You got to have a good time together. Ham and bean and chili. Give us the details one more time, Lyle. It's going to be on Wednesday, February 1st. It's going to be both the uh, lunch and the evening, so 11 to 1.30 and 4 to 6.30. St. Peter's Church across from the Capitol. Drive up West Main towards the Capitol. Turn on to Broadway. We'll have the street blocked off, and we'll run your boxes out to you. It's very important from a service club perspective to support your local service clubs. There's been a, there was a recent quote that Anthony Scalia did before he passed away. It says, the transformation of charity into legal entitlement has produced donors without love and recipients without gratitude. 
Well, we have the gratitude. We're, we're volunteering our time. We're making the community a better place, and we don't need the government to do that for us. Jefferson City hosts Lions, ham and bean chili box lunch Wednesday, February 1st, Selinger Center, Jefferson City. Lyle Rosberg, as always, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you. Man, that took a right-hand turn that I did not expect, but I did rather appreciate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quoting a, a former Supreme Court justice and saying, listen, we can we can help. We can help. We do it in the private sector. That's uh, a little bit of what is in the leftover fridge this morning. Steph, anything tasty your way? Oh, some more business news. So the futures are down because we're expecting the market's watching a big earnings report week uh, this week on the market. So we expect to hear about Apple and Amazon and folks like McDonald's, a lot of stuff going on with big tech. So right now, again, the market is reflecting that and the futures are down. I would also say, I guess, Wall Street Journal saying 87 Bed Bath & Beyond stores are closing. Um, so more bad signs for the economy. Although, I will say Sam's Club announced late last week that they are opening 30 new stores. So uh, maybe, you know, they could move into those old Bed Bath & Beyonds. Who knows? You win some, you lose some. John, any, anything for leftovers? State Representative Tony Lavasco, who you haven't talked to since last session, is reintroduced as bill that would legalize the use of psilocybin magic mushrooms to help treat depression, PTSD, and anxiety. I saw that, and I've heard over the years, and apparently there's some really fruitful re- 